Hi everybody, it's Jill from I'm Here With, and today we have a really special guest, Robert Cooper. He is a showrunner for many CBC shows and films, and we have him on the line today because he has exciting news. The Pacific Screenwriting Program is excited to share that the writer, producer, director, Robert uh, Cooper, as showrunner for the 2020 scripted series uh, Lab, is going to be mentoring uh, many people within this uh, specific screenwriting program, and we wanted to know so much more about it and about Robert. Hi, Robert. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm excellent. So you're out in Vancouver, is that right? That's right. So how long have you been out in Vancouver working in film? I came out in 97. Um, actually flew myself out for an interview uh, on Stargate. I had been working in Toronto, which is where I grew up and uh, went to film school at York University. Um, but uh, after hearing about the opportunity to come out and sort of audition for the role, uh, um, uh, sort of as a writer on Stargate, uh, I, I uh, came out here and, and frankly didn't expect it to uh, go as long as it did, but um, never looked back. So you got to do writing and uh, for CBC's Unspeakable, and we actually interviewed Mike Shank. And we just loved him. One of my other interviews, interviewers actually interviewed him, and I think he might have mentioned you in it as well. But amazingly how uh, Unspeakable did. Wow. We had a huge response from the article, and the show did excellently. Now And went to Sundance on um, uh, Sundance Channel. How did that all go for you? Well, it was, it was a, a, a very personal uh Project, a very personal experience for me. I, I, um, uh, I, I myself was a, a victim of, of the Tainted Blood scandal. The series is a, is a fictional, um, you know, story uh, inspired by the true events of the, of the Tainted Blood uh, tragedy. And um, you know, it was it was it was something that was. A long, you know, sort of a long in the development process. It took a long time to research and write, uh, and it was actually, um, you know, it was, it was incredible to be able to work with people who I had developed relationships with in the industry uh, over my career. And, and Michael Shanks is one of them. I mean, he, he obviously was a big part of, of Stargate and that that whole world, and. Um, you know, I had him in mind uh, uh, for the role as I was writing it uh, on Speak of Hunter, on Speak of Boy. And, um, you know, I, I, I sort of called him up and, and asked him if he'd be interested. And he, you know, said yes right away. So that was, that was a, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. It's unlike anything in my career, uh, just in terms of being so personally attached to the, the, the story and, and then also having an opportunity to really work with people uh, who, who I had sort of was friends with uh, and gotten to know on other projects um, on something that is you know, 
Sounds like it was a very uh, deep kind of uh, connection with Mike, and I'm sure writing his scenes and directing him when you got to do that must have been uh, a different experience for you because I'm sure he knew about that, if you're that close with him, about what happened with you, with your experience with uh, blood tainting. But when well, you... what's interesting is most of the people, even the ones I knew quite well, um really didn't know about what I had gone through. The, they they sort oh, okay. of may have known I had a, a, a medical condition, but they really didn't know the details. I, I'm, I'm actually quite a private person, and I'm not super comfortable talking about my own, um, you know, trials and tribulations. Yeah. And I, I, it, was a, it was really um, uh, a big step for me to... to to really do this project and, and kind of put myself out there. Um, but I just, I just felt like uh, it was important enough to tell the story on behalf of, of all the people who who didn't make it and and, and all the people who, who sort of suffered um, without having had their stories told. So I, I just, you know, it just felt like uh, something I had to do, and and um, and so yeah, it was it was interesting. I mean, Mike, Mike, you know, when we first talked about it, was pretty surprised um, that I had that I had even gone through that because a lot of people I worked with at the time didn't know. Did you put your experience at all within the writing and the script? Oh yeah, no. There, I mean, it, look, it's it's fictionalized for sure, but a lot of it is is, is very close to to the truth. So what do you feel about now sharing that news with us and uh, that being a little bit more public than it used to be? How does that... I think... Well, it, I mean, I knew the story. I mean, I knew the show was going to go out there and, and uh, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, part of the publicity for, for, for the show was, was me talking about my own personal involvement with it. Um, but I just felt like uh, this was something that had to be done, so the, uh, uh, a story that I wanted to tell. And, and, and actually, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this before, that I, I've always, I feel sort of um, almost inadequate about, about the finished product. Uh, uh, you know, we did, certainly did the best we could, and people poured their heart and souls into it. But, but you could never really do justice to something that, um, that big and that frankly, that tragic, um, you know, the reality of it was, um, you know, it was just, it was just impossible to, to condense down into eight episodes of television. All you ever really try and do in that situation is, uh, you know, evoke an emotional reaction, um, hopefully get people's attention so that they learn a little bit more, or want to learn a little bit more about it, maybe in the best case scenario, you know take some take some action in their own lives uh, because you know I think if anything the, the, the lesson of the of the story is that we have to pay attention and, and take some responsibility for our, for our health and safety well, it's amazing that you're even sharing that. It makes it very authentic, and people appreciate when there is a, a meaning to everything. So being a showrunner for this many years, and then actually your real life coming into the show, that's pretty 
<laughs> that's unbelievable. So, but congratulations, yeah, I mean, though. I, you know, it, yeah, I mean, look, it was something for sure that I could only have done at that point in my life for a number of reasons. Um, uh, you know, for one, my health had, you know, taken a turn for the better. I was, uh, after my third uh, treatment, um, drug treatment uh, for hep C, I was, I was cured, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, and, good. and I was feeling much better physically. Um, and so, you know, I felt like that was something that helped me gain some perspective on everything else and gave me that sort of, you know, energy and wherewithal to, to, to go forward with the project. But, but also just where I had sort of come to in my career that I could uh, put the project together and, 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 and call on some favors and, um, you know, that gotten to a point where people believed in me enough to, uh, to give me the resources to follow through on. So, so yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was a very, uh, it was a very special, uh, experience. Awesome. Well, I'm a huge fan of your work because uh, see, one of it was on CBC first, and Unspeakable. I was at the edge of my seat every uh, time I was watching it. So good job. Thank you very much. I also love Dirk Gently as well on Netflix, and some of your other projects that you've worked on too. Where you do comedy, you also do like all the like completely different spectrum. So that's cool that you get to work on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a little bit by design that I've done a pretty wide, you know, variety of, of, of things, uh, of genres, of tone. Um, you know, I did do Stargate for quite a long time. Um, yeah. We don't really get into this business to do that. I mean, we as sort of creative people want to do different things. And, and as much as, you know, the industry wants to pigeonhole you because it's easy to say, oh, he, he's that sci-fi guy or, you know, he does yeah. this one thing. Um, it's just more fun to try different things. And, 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 you know, once you've done something for a while and you kind of get reasonably good at it, um, you know, you just want to branch out and try something else. And Dirk was a, a huge swing at something totally different. Um, you know, we often joked about the fact that we, you know, in the, in, the, in the promotion for it said, oh, there's nothing else like it on TV, but um, you, you say that often, and yet this time we really meant it, and it was true. <laughs> that, that show was unlike anything. Yeah, uh, the concept I'd never heard or, of. Yeah. Or, or worked on, so. Well, um. It was, uh, it was a blast to work on. Uh, the cast was unbelievable, and, we want to know more about how you even got into this industry. Obviously, you're a creative person, and being creative a lot of the time drives you to, to film. But there's lots of our readers that, that check us out that are always wondering, how is it that people even got their first start? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I wish it was like an easy, short answer, uh, like, overnight success, I wrote one thing and it just hit, but the truth is, um, I think I figured out fairly early on that, and some of this came from, you know, just reading a lot about writing, um, that, that a writer is someone who writes, you know, it's not so much about this one script or this one book. 
prolific. Like they, you know, the, the company that hired me uh, or brought me in and, and said they wanted to hire me said, you know, we're impressed by the fact that you've written as much as you have. Not, not necessarily quality, but, but maybe quantity demonstrates your commitment to the process. So yeah. um, that gave me an opportunity at a fairly young age to uh, get some stuff produced, but also sort of learn on the go. And uh, and then and then once you get an agent, um, you know that they 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 help you um, they help you sort of break those those barriers and 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 get jobs from there. But I mean, I was twenty six or twenty seven when I first got the the Stargate job. So okay, um, you know, uh, and then that lasted fourteen years. So that was pretty much the bulk of my early career. Uh, I had worked on a few things before that, but, um, you know, for the most part, I grew up on that show and learned uh, how to how to do everything from, uh, uh, from you know, the creators, Brad and Jonathan, and, and, uh, uh, and then just sort of on-the-job training. Well, so you, you're not just a showrunner. You, you have learned all the behind-the-scenes uh kind of production, putting it together, uh, writing, and even directing. So, I, I well, like, yeah, I, I like that. directing goes, I, I mean, I, I, I figured out pretty early on once I got on, you know, a show that, that it was really hard. And, and um, you know, I always, I still wanted to do it, but I also didn't want to fail at it. Um, you, you know, it was the thing about writing is, you can, you know, if you do something wrong, you can fix it, usually. Most of the time, you have time to fix it. Uh, with directing, it's a little harder. Uh, you're in an incredible time crunch, and, and you know, there's so many factors at play, so many people involved. Um, you can really mess it up. And so it took me a while to kind of work my way up to actually uh, uh, directing an episode uh, of Stargate, and, and then uh, I went on to, to do a few more. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure I had sort of put myself in a position to succeed, or at least if I failed, I wouldn't uh, get fired. So um, uh, that, that's, I still love it, but I also have a tremendous amount of respect for the people who, who do it really well. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult job. What would you say to people who are getting into the industry to, there's a few, you know, mistakes that we all make within maybe not understanding the industry or the, the political kind of side of it, but what is some advice that you would give somebody that's going to try to do what you're doing now to start them off on the right foot? Well, I mean, you know... is that the overnight success really is more of a, of a you know, Hollywood-constructed myth, fantasy. Um, not that it doesn't happen, but really, I feel like most people's success comes from persistence, you know? And you have to be willing to sort of uh, just... Some people say you have to be in the right place at the right time, but you know, being in that place or a place uh, really helps. You know, you have to keep keep being there, keep doing the work, keep 
willing to also, you know, develop a bit of a thick skin because you're going to hear no so often. Um, it's 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 really about having this faith in yourself and your and your abilities, and then and then the second part of that is this sort of ability to self-evaluate to say, you know, is this persistence commitment to this really warranted? Do I actually have talent? Uh, do I actually have what it takes uh, to contribute? And if the answer is yes, then you have to keep going. Um, but, you know, that you have to really sort of be able to uh, survive that gauntlet you're going to have to go through in order to succeed. I find that, uh, that was excellent advice, by the way. Uh, I find that within any position in film, you are always looking for that next gig. What, you know, you worked on Stargate for many years, over a decade, and then as soon as it was over, how did you feel about it? Were you feeling, oh my goodness, now I need to get a new job? Like, how does that process work for somebody who's at your level of professionalism? Is it, you know, you're a part of the guild, so I'm sure people call upon you, but a lot of people within Calgary and even Vancouver, they have to find their own gigs half of the time. How do you feel that yeah, process I mean, you, is? I think you'd be surprised at how difficult it is. I mean, every time you, um, like, as many TV shows as are on the air now, and everybody talks about this explosion and this new sort of era we're in of, of streaming and and how many television shows there are, I I still look at, you know, a green light as, as kind of a small miracle. You know, it just, it's amazing to me that shows actually get made. Because <laughs> all the ones that get made, there's so many that don't. And, and, and even people, like I said, you know, at, at, at my level, uh, we, we, we do struggle to, to, to get our next gig. And, and it's, some of it is, um, you know, some of it is that once you get to a certain point, you become a little more selective. Um, and certainly early on, I was willing to take anything. You know, I, I would have done anything to take me. Uh, and I certainly did. Um, but, but you have to, um, you know, you do have to sort of uh, have some idea of what you want to do. So when, when I finished Stargate, first thing I, I felt was that everyone sort of perceived me as the Stargate guy and wanted me to do more stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I really wanted to, you know, do a little bit more drama. That's, that was my interest as a viewer and, and I think as a human being. And, and it was something I was sort of interested in exploring as a writer. And so I, I wrote some pilots on spec um, without getting paid uh, to, to try and demonstrate use them as calling cards, hopefully get one made, but, but mostly just try and, you know, break the mold uh, of what people thought I was as a writer, um, demonstrate my, my abilities. And, and, you know, it's that, that sort of almost, I would call it entrepreneurial uh, attitude of uh, sweat equity. I'm going to put my own time and effort in and not always worry about where, you know, uh, how I'm going to get paid next because that, that, you know, is what builds you up as what you want to be. And I think that uh, is also important for people to remember is, 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 is have, a, you know, have an idea of who you are as, as, a, as a creative person, as an artist. 
sure you're you're always sort of working to um, you know it, 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 people people talk about branding themselves. Well, I think it's like building that who you are brand um, so that so that you know people people recognize it in the marketplace. Wow, all those things that you're saying, I was just chatting with somebody about that stuff because exactly working for free in film I know so many of us who are listening have had to go through that and how we feel about it and how it affects us and waiting for that big pay paid gig but every story that I hear they are kind of like you where they were go-getters and they just created their own and started and then someone saw them and saw how hard they're working I honestly think that is the key to being successful in film is just doing it and showing people that you can and not letting anybody and sometimes yeah not getting paid for it but there's a balance right I've always sort of said that 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 what we do is is really you know uh an intersection of art and commerce, and 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 yet the it's the art part of it that everyone who I know who works in this business truly loves, and and it, it's because of that that many of us would do it whether we were being paid or not, and and I mean obviously you know people have to pay the rent and put food on the table, and and at some point you kind of have to kind of look at it and say, is this a hobby or is it an actual uh, vocation? But but at the end of the day, I mean, and, and I've had this experience on shows before where, you know, whether it's true or not, people are, have told me I would do this job for free. And it's because we love it. We, you know, we, we and, and we try and work on, in it as a profession because, because we do, do truly um, enjoy doing it. And it Look, it, get, it can get you down, and, and, oh, and yeah. part of it can be incredibly frustrating. And, and and I also have had many, you know, sessions with friends in the business in which we all talk about wanting to quit and yeah. you know, how miserable <laughs> it can be. But but we keep doing it. Uh, I mean, in my case, I've often said I, I'm not sure I'm really good at anything else, so I don't really have a choice. But but we do it because when we get on set and when we and when we see something coming to life, and then when we get in the editing room and see it coming together, and then we see it, you know, out there in the world and see people responding to it, yeah, there's nothing like that, you know? It's it's um, it's amazing. Well, the whole idea, right, creating something out of nothing, we're kind of doing God's work, <laughs> if I could say that, if that's blasphemy, but um, kind of pinning into that, um, it's amazing that there are programs that you're heading the um, Canadian Pacific Screenwriting Program is a collaboration between Netflix and CMPA and the Writers Guild of Canada. And so you guys have chosen... And Creative BC. And Creative BC. Yeah, we love them. The province of uh, BC is definitely chipping in. and we, we uh, Awesome. We couldn't do it without them and appreciate that. It's all in, in service of uh, trying to build a, you know, regional BC uh, community of writers. Uh, uh, you know, uh, BC has a ton of production that comes here. Uh, most of it is uh, foreign production. And, um, you know, we, we in, uh, as producers who live here uh, and want to continue to work here would love there to 
be a, you know, um, Canadian writers and, and shows being generated out of BC. So there's, there's, you know, there are programs at universities, uh, writing programs, film programs. Um, they're very good at uh, the educational part, the craft part, um, giving people an opportunity to sort of explore their uh, talents and abilities. Uh, but we sort of see ourselves as filling the gap between people who who think they have something, have some talent, but don't know how to actually, like you were asking about earlier, take that next step and, and actually break into the industry. So, um, you know, the, that's what, and, and you know, look, I, people like myself and, and, and Brian Hamilton, who, who is the chair of, of our board and who is really, you know, very responsible for putting this whole thing together, um, we, we sort of see this as an opportunity, you know, it's not fully philanthropic, it's not entirely, you know, just us trying to help people up, up into the business, it's, it's beneficial for us, you know, we're, we're finding new bright talent that hopefully we can use, um, that, that, you know, I, I've, been, I've, I've been responsible for many writer's rooms, I've looked for writers here and haven't been able to find them. And, and so, you know, you almost look at it and say, okay, well, instead of importing them from everywhere else, let's try and develop them here. Because um, there's a certain way that you guys do it, I think. A lot of the people who are indie and doing it their way, you're going to show them how the real industry needs the writing to, to be, look like, feel. And this, it's a 15-week intensive training program, and you've chosen six lucky people. We want to get more into the program itself, and how did you choose the lucky people that are going to get to learn from you? Well, uh, we open applications, and uh, this year I believe we had around 80 people um, submit, and they will submit, uh, you know, a whole sort of array of things, uh, a letter explaining why they feel they're ready to be part of the program, uh, you know, obviously a resume. They have, they have to have some limit, you know, it, it, they don't have to have, uh, you know, years in a, in, on a show, but they have to have some experience and, um, and then some work. They, they submit scripts. And, and uh, uh, I certainly didn't read 80. Um, we have people who have done some weeding out process and then and then I would get and um, some other uh, folks associated with the program uh, look at the material um, and uh, and then based on that we choose we chose I think 10, 10 folks to come in and and, uh, and do interviews and we, we, we met with them and talked with them and and then from there we, we whittled it down to the six that are coming into the room and so what what we will do is um, the, the six, uh, you know, residents and myself will uh, work on a show that is an idea of mine that I'm going to develop as though we had been hired and, you know, we're being paid by a network to actually make a television show and we'll, we'll develop those scripts. Um, I will have brought a, a pilot uh, in and, and then at that point we'll sort of talk about what the rest of the show is, we'll, we'll break stories, we'll talk about the characters and the arcs for the season, and then each uh, student will have the 
that the student will also bring in an idea for an original pilot. Uh, we'll pair them with a mentor, and they will develop that pilot and then write a draft of that as well. So when they leave, they will have had a 10-week you know, simulated uh, writer's room experience with myself or you know, in the future some other showrunner, experienced showrunner in, in residence. And then they will also have had the opportunity to develop a pilot, which they can go out and use as a calling card and, and uh, you know, as hopefully sell. You're, you are giving them the keys to potential success there. So and being included and getting to work with you is going to be huge for their resume, even just from that. So, wow. Yeah, and hopefully the program, I mean, it's not just me, hopefully the program itself um, can act as a, a bit of validation for them and, and will hopefully put them in touch with certainly the industry in BC, but, but hopefully the greater industry outside as well, um, and give them just better opportunities to be employed. But also you're, you're actively, but uh, with big groups, doing where you're helping the next generation. That's so important that the people that have already risen to the top and know what they're doing to educate the the new people coming. So the next generation of film is just as good as this one, if not better, right? Well, and, and you know, look, I also see it as an opportunity for me to learn from them. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't see this as a one-way street by any means. I, I'm... I am very excited about the voices we're bringing into the program this year. Um, they may lack certain experience, uh, you know, a certain experience quotient. Of course, yeah. They are passionate, they are talented, and, uh, you know, I'm going to get the benefit from their brains and hopefully they'll make me look smarter. So um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. How can people submit to do to be able to be uh, considered for next year in 2021? Um, well, I'll let, I'll, I'll sort of let Sharon jump in and, and make sure they, we have, we have, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram handles, um, there's yes. a website, uh, all that stuff gets sort of publicized. I believe, you know, it won't be until uh, next summer that we open the applications for the next scripted series lab. But in the meantime, there are other programs as well. We, we do, uh, we have a speaker series. Um, people, you know, it definitely, you know, very relevant, uh, important sort of uh, uh, writers and, and producers and people associated with the industry coming to speak. They're, they're small groups usually. Um, so it's really an opportunity to ask questions and, and kind of be in a more intimate setting with people you wouldn't normally get access to. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we're just, as I said, we're tr trying to build a community. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want to be a part of, of that, uh, you really only have to just reach out and, and sort of connect with the, with the um, program, and, and uh, we'll find ways to, to open doors. Well, they're in good hands being with an award-winning director and writer, and we really can't wait to see what comes of it. So please have your PR gal, Sharon Warren, let us know when the process is kind of over, and then maybe we could promote something sharing 
you know, to the public, what is it you got, they achieved, how, how maybe, how it went. So we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, yeah we, when? One of our big sort of um, uh, flagship uh, events is the, is the sort of end of uh, session events in which we have industry folks, uh, network executives, um, studio people, agents, all sort of come and, and we do some presentations. So I'm sure there will be some Excellent. Well, we hope to be there and to support. We love what you're doing, and we think it's so important for the big stars to help the next generation. So it's been a pleasure, and we've talked your ear off uh, for 30 minutes, so we'll let you go. But thank you so much for your time, and we're really excited what you're doing for Canada Talent, and we're excited that we got to interview today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Bye.